Hello and welcome to the movie podcast review of The Last of Us series on HBO. My name is Daniel. I am one of your hosts today and joining alongside me are a fellow clickers. Anthony. Hello. Click, 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 click. <laughs> Wait, what are you? Is that, is that a pen in your hand? What is that? No, that you was just clicking a pen. So when I'm a clicker, when I'm a click, I use my yeah. hands. I'm not even infected, and yeah. I just oh, you're like a crab, okay. basically. Okay, I'm just a dude. I'm just a guy in this world that's just saying uh-huh. click, 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 click. Oh, okay, gotcha. he's set, setting everyone up. Shabazz is also joining us. Hi, I I'm I'm more of a friendly clicker. You know, I'm not here to actually bite or do anything like that. I'm just here to just here to have a good time, see how the party goes. You know. Okay, that's, that's very uh, that's very kind of you. I like that. I like that. And joining us for the very first time on the movie podcast, making their debut, is Brad Shankar of Mobile Syrup. Hello, Brad. How are you? Hello. I am great. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, it's a real pleasure. Oh, we've been, you know, we've been dying to have you join us on the movie podcast for so long. So we are honored to have you talk about the Last of Us series of all things. This has been something that, you know, I think we've been waiting for for the better part of a decade, you know, from when it was a film to it that was announced being a series and now finally coming out into the world. This is fantastic. And we can think of no one else better to join us uh, on this episode today. So thank you. Thank you. Uh, for those of you who do not know Brad's work, Brad, please introduce yourself. Tell us what you're all about, what you've been working on. And, you know, you got to do a really cool junket uh, right before the holiday. So please tell us all about that experience as well, too. I won't give it away. Yeah. Uh, so I'm Brad Shankar, one of two Brads at Mobile Syrup, uh, Canada's leading tech publication. Uh, I'm the gaming editor, so I do most of the gaming stuff, but I've always done streaming content as well. And I still do that regularly. I do a streaming in Canada column every week. Uh, so uh, The Last of Us is kind of a good, you know, mix of both worlds because it's streaming and gaming related. So it was kind of a perfect thing for me to kind of be interested in. And then to your point about the uh junket yeah i've I've never done a junket before like i i interview game developers mostly um you know just like a one-on-one sort of thing but uh no i was i was invited from crave to go uh a virtual junket for the last of us show with uh neil Druckmann and craig mazin who are the creators and showrunners and then some of the cast pedro pascal bella ramsey gabriel luna and merle dandridge uh which was awesome uh, that was a virtual thing. So that was really cool. It was a group interview. Um, I believe I was, uh, it was through people all around the world. Uh, I was repping Canada, which is really cool. And yeah, just a bit starstruck doing that, to be honest. Um, but that was a really great experience. Yeah, um, they talked about filming the show in Alberta, which is really cool because they were there for a year. Um, so they got to see all the sorts of weather. Uh, Pedro th- shouted out Fudge and Canmore, <laughs> which was pretty cool. <laughs> um, yeah, it was a great experience. That's fantastic. And we you know we're going to include links to all of your socials and to that article in our show notes below so everyone could check out all the amazing work that you are doing with Mobile Syrup. We are big fans of the site here on the movie podcast. So uh, thank you very much for that. I just want to ask you all, it's been a long journey to the show that like we've been saying. It's been you know almost a decade that we've been waiting to actually to see a, a live action adaptation of this project of The Last of Us. The Last of Us also being one of the, probably the most renowned and beloved games in the last year. Shay, for yourself, what's it been like for you to now see the show coming out within a week? Uh, where's your mindset at right now? 
you know, I'm still kind of processing it. I feel like it's not real, even though I've seen the first episode a couple of times now, and I still can't believe that I've watched it. Um, the Last of Us is, is my favorite video game of all time. It's one of my favorite stories, my favorite characters. So, we you know, back in whatever year it was, I think like 2012, when we were getting that news about, you know, the, the, the movie uh, coming out. And then what was it, 2012? No. What year was that? Well, I guess it would be 2013, 2014, right? Because yeah. the game was 2013. Yeah. Right, exactly. Because I, I was in the past for some reason. I don't know why. Uh, but okay. anyways, uh, when that news came out, I was super excited. But I'm like, oh, how are they going to make this into a movie? There's so much story to tell. Uh, so for us to kind of get this this series, it it still it still kind of got me by surprise. I, I can't wait for people to see it. I am nervous, though, for when it comes out. Because like with anything video games, like with anything that's so beloved there's going to be so much discourse on the internet and i'm praying that i avoid it i'm praying that people avoid <laughs> it and just kind of go into it and the last of us itself has kind of gone through its its you know its turmoils as well with the last game that came out so i'm praying that people listen to this review only no other review that's it just ours uh, <laughs> not even brad's review no no, no brad's, brad's counts this is this is an extension brad you your okay. review on a mobile syrup because i'm sure it'll be glowing and then just kind of go into the show and everything else, tune it out. Okay. Interesting. Very interesting way to go into this. Anthony, how about you? Where is your head at right now, knowing that we are finally getting a series of The Last of Us releasing into the world? Finally. Finally, we've we've got to the point where it's live action. It's here. I think for me, I'm excited just to see where other people who haven't played the game, who haven't experienced it on these consoles to actually experience it live action and getting, you know, the different demographics who would probably never play the games, like the older crew, the the, the older crowd, sorry, that probably <laughs> would own a PlayStation 5, but they'll probably watch an HBO series and, you know, right. get them excited about Last of Us. It, it is, we're in this time period, and we were talking about, Daniel, like, the idea of zombies and where that was 10 years ago to now, how does it play? How does it, are people still excited for that genre of, of storyline so i'm i'm just wondering you know i hope i hope people really embrace it just like we've embraced it in in the game world that you know this sticks around for the next season and for for many many years to come yeah you know that's so true anthony you know we we spoke about that a couple weeks ago because when we think about the worlds when the last of us first released in 2013 you look at kind of where zombie culture was within pulp culture, and we had like The Walking Dead. We had a lot of games coming out. There was a lot of shows and films that were reflecting that kind of, you know, area of pop culture. And we've kind of moved on a little bit from it, but The Last of Us has still stayed ever present. And it's amazing that a series that is now going on 10 years old is still so beloved only with really two games in it. And hopefully we'll have more within the series very, very soon with factions and hopefully part three if that uh, if that ever does get officially announced hopefully soon uh but it's amazing you know honestly it's it's so nice that we're finally able to talk about the show we will be focusing on the first episode only we will be staying uh spoiler free as well too so no worries if this is your first time hearing about the last of us we will not be spoiling anything you know plot related within the show we'll be talking more about the characters how this adaptation kind of holds up to the game but we will be keeping it spoiler free because just like what anthony said this show is being opened up now to such a bigger audience you know audiences who don't have a playstation who maybe don't game you know i remember playing the first last of us and my dad was watching like the opening scene with me and this is something that i wanted him to 
experience, but I know he'll, he won't sit there and play with me or person. he won't play, you know, or he won't play it himself, right? But now he gets, you know, experience what I've been, you know, loving for all these years, right? So it's been, uh, it's, it, this is pretty awesome. As always, you can catch a brand new episode of the movie podcast every single Monday. We will be back next week with our top films of 2022. So stay tuned for that. And of course, make sure you follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Letterboxd at the movie podcast. We have lots of great videos and posts out now for you to check out. Uh, Shay, what's going on in the Discord world? Discord world is popping as usual. Uh, right now, we're talking about what are some of your favorite films from last year? You know, as we're gearing up towards our episode, it's kind of good to know what everyone else was feeling and we've got some great answers going in so far so if you want to go ahead and share what you loved about last year's movies because 2022 as we've said on this show many times was a phenomenal year for films let us know like there is no answer that we will not accept even morbius if you loved morbius <laughs> why not hey there are there are fans of that movie clearly you know sony had to release it twice so why not there probably are fans right um, you know there's no judgment here there is no judgment on the movie podcast none. we we accept all absolutely we accept all um also of course if you are watching this on youtube please like and subscribe uh youtube.com slash the movie podcast that is the place to go if you want to see all of our lovely faces please head over to youtube right now so the last of us series on hbo this is going to be releasing on hbo hbo max is going to be releasing here in canada um on crave so please feel free to watch it on that as well too if you are here in canada and it's going to be releasing on january 15th at 9 p.m eastern time so if you are you know that's the time we want to watch it. That's the time you, you could watch it or start streaming it. Um, and there will be new episodes weekly. And of course, the series stars Pedro Pascal, Bella Ramsey, Gabriel Luna, Nick Offerman, Anna Torv, Nico Parker, Mel Dandridge, and Jeffrey Pierce, along with a, a huge cast. It's nine episodes, so there's lots to talk about. But again, today we are only focusing on episode one, spoiler free. I'm going to get Anthony to read off a synopsis. Then we're going to kick it to Shay for his first reaction. And then we're just going to get this conversation going. So Anthony, please take it away. Taking place 20 years after modern civilization has been destroyed, Joel, a hardened survivor, is hired to smuggle Ellie, a 14-year-old girl out of an oppressive quarantine zone. What starts as a small job soon becomes a brutal, heartbreaking journey as they both both must traverse the U.S. and depend on each other for survival. Thank you very much. So like we said, this is going to be spoiler free. We will be giving our thoughts on, you know, the characters and the adaptation and, you know, the world itself, but we won't be giving any major plot points away. Of course, if you do want spoilers for the show, there is a great game that came out 10 years ago that you're more than welcome to go look it up. But Shay, please start us off with your first reactions to The Last of Us on HBO. You know, The Last of Us on HBO is is proof that you can have video game adaptations that not only just follow the source material, but still keep it fresh and inventive. And I think what I loved so much about this first episode was that you're, you're kind of seeing it from the lens of someone like myself who who's loved the game, who's played the game, but is still in wonderment, is still getting surprised, is still understanding that there are there's more to the story than we're told. You know, that, that opening cutscene we've played in the game isn't too long. You know, maybe like you can get through it in just under an hour, probably like 30 minutes, if anything. And then in this game, you're, you're seeing it so much more stretched out, so much more fulfilled that you're seeing all the beauty that Neil Druckmann and, and the entire writing team, including Craig Mazin, have kind of worked on. There's so much to the story that we don't know. And what I loved about it is that I just kept feeling like I was in suspense. I kept seeing the new changes that they've done. For example, taking the, this this fungal virus and kind of doing the whole mouth, cordyceps, uh, 
tingly tangly things that they're doing like octopuses tingly tangly things that's okay. what i want to call it but it man it, yeah, yeah. It, it's just creepy it's just weird it, it it had me on edge there's a lot of great subtle things that they do you know the introduction to all the characters is also so beautiful i mean when, when you're introduced to ellie it's it's really just kind of just kind of just happens you're just next thing you know ellie's on screen and you, you just got to get thrown into it so i love this i love this show i love what we're seeing so far and I love that we have something that's video game based that everyone can be proud of. Definitely. Uh, Brad, please drop on in. You are our special guest today. Take over the take over the show. The show is yours. Let us know what your thoughts are and we will jump in when you want to give us a chance to. <laughs> sure. Thanks. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with everything Shay said. Uh, you know, just for a bit of context, admittedly, and I'll, I'll get into this in my own written piece as well, but I was a little down on the show just when it was announced, just in the sense that having played the game from the perspective, obviously, of someone who's played the game, not anyone who's a newcomer, but, you know, we've had that story released three times now, basically, you know, originally in 2013, then there was a remaster the following year, and then we got a remake last year. So I was kind of of the mind that I wanted a new story, new characters. I didn't really want that rehashed especially because PlayStation, there's been a lot of things about they're kind of avoiding risks and kind of going after big blockbusters. And, you know, rather than offer any sort of old classic games, they're kind of just focusing on the the modern hits, basically. Uh, so I, I, initially I was a little, uh, do we really need this? But, you know, after watching it, I'm, I'm happy to, to say I, I, I'm wrong. Like, you know, uh, I think what they did really well with this show is expand on everything that's in the original game. Because uh, for me, like, the trailers really leaned into this is basically the, the game. Again, like, it was line for line, shot for shot. They even played, like, the the country song. I forget what it's called. Uh, and then in one of the other trailers, they played, like, Take On Me, which was from the second game. Mm -hmm. So it was very clearly like, oh, this is the game. But I feel that actually does a disservice to the show because they do a, a lot of they expand a lot of things. They're not, it's fundamentally the same story. They don't really like drastically change anything, but they just expand on everything. So it, it actually reminds me in a lot of ways of, uh, for video game fans, my favorite game is Final Fantasy VII, and there was a remake of that. And that, that was basically the whole premise of that. That's just take everything from the original game and just greatly expand on it. And I feel like that's a really good comparison for The Last of Us show. You, you get a lot more time with characters, uh, people who were maybe not in it much at all, they get a lot more scenes. Um, one thing that Neil Druckmann has said, who worked on the original game, he was the co-director and writer of the original game, and he's, you know, one of the showrunners of this show. He has said, you know, games, especially the original game, was kind of limited to the perspective of Joel and Ellie, uh, and you don't really see anyone else's perspective other than from their perspective. You know, they're talking to this character, they're talking to this character, but the show can kind of play around with the format and, you know, come away from them every once in a while. We can see you know, without getting into spoilers, how is this infection affecting the larger world? There's a, there's a few clips and trailers where you see like scientists and everything. So it's kind of interesting. You see the outbreak from the perspective of different people other than Joel and Ellie. So I feel like stuff like that is a really cool way of sort of expanding the world uh, that I, I didn't really expect going in. And it, as to your point, you know, seeing characters and stories that you've loved for so long kind of reinterpreted, reimagined in this way is uh, really interesting and really cool. <laughs> so, yeah, I love that. And I, I think that's where I'm at with it, too. You know, this isn't just an ad adaptation. This is really an expansion of The Last of Us. So there's so much that we know 
from the games but what's really cool with the series that we're able to explore in these nine episodes obviously we're sticking to the first episode today is that we can take time away from Joel and Ellie but Pedro Pascal and Bella Ramsey you know I think they really embody everything that make Joel and Ellie so special they are fantastic especially together um but I think where the show is really strong as well is in the world that it's creating. There's a whole a world building that's going on here that it makes me be like, man, I want to I want to have more episode, more sorry, more seasons of the show to explore more of these characters, more of these factions, more what's going on within the world. Because like you said, Brad, we do have moments where we're like, oh, like this is kind of what's going on somewhere else, and we learn more a little bit about the outbreak. And you know, one of the major changes too from the game is the year that the game is taking place in versus where the show is taking place in, right? So in the show, we're, you know, it starts in 2003, then we cut to 2023. We're in the game, it's 2013, and it jumps to 2033, right? It, it jumps ahead 20 years. So, yeah, so like it's, yeah. it's definitely a different time period that it's also taking place in. All I know is but that really Dido's cool white that. flag was playing in that opening sequence, and I was like, that is how you timestamp what year this is 100 percent. that is how you timestamp something but please anthony jump on in with your first reaction i was super curious going into it how this series would be different from the game that was my biggest worry what are they going to give me that i haven't experienced in the game because i think the game is a cinematic masterpiece performance wise um just the action sequences, the story, everything. It's like, how do you make this live action better than the game? And and truthfully, the performances by Pedro Pascal and Bella Ramsey and just the rawness and how real and powerful they are together. It's so different because you we watch them as digital characters, but now we are seeing them as real people. And it's a different feeling you get from them. It's a different, you know, element that you 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 gain from their their experience through this world that they're they have to live in and it captures everything that we love about the game that's another beautiful part about this series is they really focused on building these environments that look just like the video game you have cars with weeds coming out of it you have the buildings that are crumbling you you ha- you capture That's just alberta though Anthony, <laughs> i don't even think That's alberta has alberta that many buildings like, to tell you the truth but um <laughs> it is the amount of work that went into it and i know weta was a big part of creating the digital landscape of this of the last of us series they did a fantastic job um, one thing that I, I really enjoyed, um, and we were talking about 2000s, they really captured the 2000s, like, like over sepia feeling. It felt like 20, like that opening sequence, uh, learning about the characters and, and, and um, Joel and his daughter and, and so on. It just felt like this was captured in 2000s. I don't know it if you, that feeling, you got right? that feeling. It just felt like, okay, Definitely this is did. overexposed Absolutely. sky, brownish type of um color tones that are added to it so they really captured 2000s and then when they jumped to 2000 and i guess 20 2023 it's a it's a different feeling but you know all in all this this is something that i think a lot of people will enjoy like for me i love the series i think it's great i think it's fantastic and the performances are exceptional um but I think a lot of people who will watch this for the first time will be super excited where the story goes because they are not going to experience it like we have, or they're going to experience it more of a live right. action sequence, the fe- feeling. So 
it's just going to be a different approach to them. And that's where I'm kind of like, hey, man, even though I still love the game more than the series, and I'll be honest, I still think that is, you know, the pedigree of, of this franchise. I think a lot of people will enjoy this and a lot of people will take this series and become in love with it and want more. And I, and I can't wait to see where, where it goes from there. And it's interesting because we may have people who watch the show and then be like, hey, you know what? I want to play the games now or I want to experience the games now because this is my introduction to The Last of Us, right? So I think that's really interesting on how things could be introduced to people, right? And I think what the series does so well is is that it it takes the subject matter seriously. And I think, you know, we've we've all lived through, you know, all of the incredible video game adaptations that we've had. But when you have something like the uh that was me being sarcastic by the way guys we haven't had a lot oh um, yes 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 yeah, i just wanted to make sure um you know but when you have something like the last of us and you have neil Druckmann attached to it i think it, it lends itself a little bit of you know like hey we're taking this seriously we have craig mazin who obviously worked on chernobyl which you have show two shows that kind of deal with you know not listening to science which is very interesting um but you know chernobyl, chernobyl dropped in 2019 or 2020 and then you know that really had the world you know hooked and I think there was no better, you know, creator to also bring The Last of Us to the screen because there you could see the DNA in both of these shows. And The Last of Us, I think, feels so at home in HBO. And this is what I'm really happy that PlayStation is doing is that they're picking their creative partners, I think, very strategically. You know, where we have God of War on on Amazon and we have Horizon on Netflix and we have all these different shows at different studios. So they could all flourish because PlayStation knows that in order for us to sustain as a brand, we need to not just be in the gaming world, we need to be multimedia. We need to be everywhere. Shay. What, what I love about this, you know, everything you said was correct, obviously, but what I loved about the, the beginning of this uh, first episode, especially was there's, there's, and uh, this had only, I realized on a couple of rewatches of the first episode was just the amount of foreshadowing that they're kind of doing. You know, there's moments, for example, where, you know, um, Sarah's in class and there's a, there's a kid who's just kind of twitching a little bit. And I, I, I didn't think too much of it. I'm like, Oh, you know, Kids are anxious. That's that's what high school's like. Kids be twitching, you know. Kids be twitching nowadays, you know. And I'm like, oh, th- there, there's that build. Maybe he, maybe he's infected. Maybe he's just starting to kind of feel it. Yeah. And then obviously, you know, you get to the scene where she's with um, the old lady that who lives uh, beside her, and that scene just had me just sweating like crazy because I didn't know what was going <laughs> to happen. I'm like, is this is this where we're going to start the, the show? But overall, then you 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 kind of then move over to when the actual, I guess destruction of everything kind of goes down and then you have that sequence where they're driving in the car and all these planes are kind of crashing like you see the budget of the show right away that they have spared no expense uh, you can intercut john hammond saying that here if you like yeah. and then it, literally all these planes are just coming down and crashing and it opens up this amazing set piece and it, it just keeps going further and further and anthony to your point they've done a phenomenal job of designing this world to look like a post-apocalyptic 2023 after this cordyceps virus because yeah everything is exactly like it is in the game you're seeing so much attention to detail and i'm so glad that part of it is alive i even love that we we get some more of the backstory on tess and how she got beaten up because our first introduction to tess in the game is you know she's she's been she's been injured and she's like oh yeah just a couple of kids got a couple of good hits on me and we see that we see the couple of kids, we see the hits, we see all of that. We see the Robert confrontation. And then again, you know, Brad, to your point, what, what Neil Druckmann is saying is that 
we're able to now tell different perspectives. And that's what I love so much about this. Definitely. To add to that, you know, we mentioned how Neil is involved, but I think you can't really understate how crucial that is because, you know, it's so rare for these video game adaptations, you know, to your point about so many of them being bad. It's so rare to have them involved. Like even with right. the like Uncharted movie, like they had they they had had one video where he talked with Tom Holland. He's obviously not going to criticize the <laughs> the, 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 the show, uh, the movie, but he obviously wasn't involved with it either. Right. Um, and I, sometimes you might get them paying lip service like that. Even like I think Capcom with the Sony Monster Hunter movie, they had like one of the producers give their blessing to it. But it's like, how much do they right. were they really involved? Right. But this is like one of the only times where you actually have the original creator heavily involved. And like even when I was speaking to him, uh, to Neil, he was saying like, you know, when he was on set in Alberta, you know, because he was like a consultant in a lot of ways, like people would come on and be like, oh, this is Joel's watch. This is Ellie's switchblade. What is uh, does this feel authentic? And then he's in Joel's house and he's he's getting all emotional on how accurate it is. But, you know, the fact yeah. that they involve him and they care to hear what he has to say. And, you know, even if he had to go back to Naughty Dog, he was still doing a lot of calls with them and everything. So just that attention to detail, that care to get things right. Um, and just, again, it, to your point about Craig as well, I think that there's such a great pairing because Neil even admitted, you know, trying to get this movie, first of all, movie made before it became a TV show, he was dealing with so many like Hollywood types that just didn't understand yep. it and like wanted to turn it into like a really like action packed thing or a really like make it sexy. I think yeah, is what the term make it we sexy. Were yeah, this week, right? So make you know him meeting Craig, uh, who is a big fan of the game, but also someone who you know knows the ins and outs of Hollywood. It's like a perfect collaboration there, where Neil can kind of stay true to the spirit. Craig is a fan of it, but he also knows he's a proven screenwriter. He's an award-winning screenwriter. So the two of them can kind of work hand in hand to keep everything faithful, but also, you know, kind of expand on it, adapt it for the screen. Uh, and one other thing that Neil was mentioning that I thought was really cool, you know, you mentioned the the set piece, which is great uh, the in the first episode. Um, what I like is that the pacing overall is really interesting and really different because, you know, Neil has mentioned it's, it's not a game. So, the need for like action set pieces that you would need in a game because you're in, it's interactive and you're the one on the controller. You don't need those as much. Uh, so they kind of fill those scenes more with just a lot of beautiful cinematography or a lot of just like extra scenes of characters just talking. And so I feel like that makes the, the inevitable set pieces feel a lot more impactful because they don't happen too often. Like it's not like, Oh, you kind of become desensitized if, if Joel's like fighting a clicker or an infected like every five minutes, you, you would feel kind of bored about that. But they use it very, they kind of ramp up the tension and they use it very sparingly. And I feel like that really adds to the whole atmosphere and vibe to it all. That's a great point. Anthony, what were you going to say? I wanted to, I was going to say that it's not really focusing on that action that we've uh -huh. we've embraced and we've loved from right. from from the game it's really these characters that are driving this story and that's where i really kind of like see it in a different way compared to how we embraced it as a player who was able to move this character we we actually are seeing more of a human tone to everything that's happening in this world and that's kind of like where i'm at with episode one there are tragic events that happen and there are moments where you're just you're crying and then there are moments of like you're laughing and your moments of of like wow this 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 is pretty intense these like that plane sequence there was like seven 
friggin' planes coming down. I'm like, how are they all infected on this plane? <laughs> or like every <laughs> single plane was how many planes are landing here right now? <laughs> all in this little town in Texas. Um, but yeah, it's it it's the humanness that the story really brings out that we yeah. I guess you you don't get it. I, I felt like I was disconnected in the game because they're digital characters. So the the impact wasn't as much of a impact than actually seeing real people do it. Right. You know, I I know that sounds funny, but it's it feels different when there's, you know, Pedro Pascal is 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 telling his daughter, let's go. And you can see it in his face and his mannerism. Those are things that you really, you can still, you can capture in a video game, but you can't really capture all the little mannerisms like in real life. And I, I think that's where, you know, though that story and those little things really make the series in the long run going to last of us. And I, <laughs> that's good. I like that. I like that. Every moment matters. Right. And I think, when when we are playing the game, it's that thing where it's like, oh yeah, you could kill a bunch of infected, you could kill a bunch of human characters. You're not really thinking that as much, but when you see it done in a cutscene, you feel it more because you're like, oh wow, just killed somebody, even though I just finished killing 17 people on the way to kill this one person. And I, and that's always one of those things that video games have always had a little bit of a disconnect, right? Where it's like killing someone in a video game when it's in a cutscene, you're like, oh we're killing this person and it's going to be impactful, but I just killed so many people on the way to you. So it's like, it's that, that weird balance, but yeah, every moment matters. Every moment with the infected matters. Every moment of violence matters uh, in the series. Shay. You know, there's a couple of things I wanted to touch on. And one of the things that you guys brought up here is we, we talk about the, the lack of action. And I'm using air quotes when I kind of say that. And I, and I absolutely, the first time I watched the episode, I was like, Oh my God, I love this oh, man. But I wish there were more, you know, clicker moments or more infected when moments. When we get to take over and start controlling them. <laughs> why, why am I holding my controller still? What's going on? <laughs> and then upon a rewatch, I was like, you know what? No, I'm kind of glad that we're not getting this, this consistent, like we were like barely seeing that many, really. Like it, it, it's more about the element of the characters, the emotions of these characters. And, and I absolutely love that. And, and to, to even talk about how this show starts, like the opening sequence taking place, I believe it's the 70s, I think, right? Or my... Or 60s. 60s. Uh, yeah, 68. 60s, 1968. Right? Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, late 60s. And I, I loved that. I'm like, wow. Again, we're getting different perspectives. We're really building out this world. We're seeing where this all starts from. And it all feels believable. Uh, but what I really wanted to kind of ask you guys was, I, from what I remember reading, and I, I could be wrong, and correct me if I'm wrong, please, that, you know, Pedro Pascal and, and Bell Ramsey really hadn't played the game. They were they were kind of told to to bring their own characteristics characteristics to these characters, and these are characters again that people are so in love with. And I think while that could be a controversial decision, I wanted to know, you know, opening up to let's start with Daniel. What did you think about that? Like, how did you feel seeing the performances? Were you, did you feel like, okay, yeah, I'm glad that they didn't play the game, or oh man, I kind of wish they did play the game because I wanted that kind of nuance to the character. It's interesting because, you know, when we hear this sometimes or we hear this often when it comes to some video adap adaptation where it's like, oh, uh, you know, Assassin's Creed. Yeah, we didn't play the games or with the Halo series. Yeah, we didn't. We it didn't all takes place in the present. You know what I mean? First yeah. red flag. <laughs> Gosh. Um, but yeah, you see that a lot. And then I think Bella Ramsey actually said, yeah, I watched someone like a playthrough of it before we started shooting. Um, but I think what what makes me OK, like, you know, instantly who Joel is, you know, instantly who Ellie is. And I think that's what's so special about Pedro Pascal and Bella Ramsey's performance in this is that they in, they carry that 
DNA with them into the show. Like, you know, instantly who they are. You see their mannerisms. You see the, their, you see the looks that they give. And I think that's something that, one, because you have someone like Neil Druckmann and Craig Mazin, who are obviously the most familiar with the game and Neil being one of the creators. But you just have great actors performing and, you know, bringing to life these characters off the script for them. We, we're kind of coming in with our own baggage knowing that, yeah, we, we've, had these, we've known these characters for 10 years now, almost 10 years. We know how they should act. We know how they act. We know how they move, how they, how they think. But I think what uh, Pedro especially, I think, was so fantastic, you know, seeing, um, oh my goodness, I'm blanking on their name right now, who um, she also does Marlene. It's um, Merle Dandridge. Sorry, uh, Dandridge. Yes. Who, you know, is Marlene in the video game, but also she's playing the live action Marlene, which is really cool. We get to see a lot more of her, which is really, really cool too. And I think there's no doubting who these characters are. It's not like these are wilds like, Oh, they, they decided to adapt this very differently. No, like these are true to the, who these characters are in the games. Yes. We're going to go on some detours. Things are not going to be always, what we know from the games but that also makes the, the watch for us who are so familiar with the games i think more interesting because if we know how things are going to happen beat for beat it won't be as interesting to watch right Absolutely. but i think pedro and bella especially nailed it yeah Brad, what about yourself uh yeah i agree with everything uh, daniel said for me i kind of view it just like it, it's not really any different than just seeing a different interpretation of your favorite character. Like, you mean, you know, how many Spider-Men have we had? How many Batman have we had? Uh, and in the same way that a lot of them bring something fresh to the table, but they all kind of captured the same spirit of those characters. That's how I felt with Bella and Pedro. Like, they they don't feel like they're doing an impression of Troy Baker and Ashley Johnson from the games, but their, their performances do still have that kind of... They're very spiritually similar. Uh, like they they capture the 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 ethos of those characters. Um, like even uh, for me, like it just that's like one of the highlights of the show. Just like as, as soon as you were talking about the intro to Ellie, like uh, as soon as like you know she's in this room, just like uh, in the quarantine zone, and um, you know there's some adults coming to talk to her, and she just the attitude that she gives them. I'm like, that's Ellie, you know. And maybe some of the lines she's saying are a little different from the game, but it's that spirit, that you know, spunky spirit. Um, uh, rebelliousness for, of Ellie and then you know later on when uh, you get to see her kind of out of that element uh, the, the sort of wide-eyed earnestness of Ellie as well again so even if she's maybe not saying the exact same things as the game that that idea that that sense of wow you know I'm I'm this young teenage girl you know seeing the world for the first time she captures that so perfectly and yeah that was honestly one of the highlights of the show just seeing these two really good actors who have this really good bond with one another. Like even when I spoke to them, they have such a cute back and forth. Like he's very much like, like an uncle to her. Um, like even, you know, reading the the press, like he, cause he knew he was going to be spending a year with her. Like he, he set up a rapport with her parents first, just to make sure that they're okay with him, you know, cause that could be kind of iffy territory in some situations, but you know, they kind of set up a very uh, nice relationships and then they, yeah, they're just really close with one another. And you feel that in the performances, like you, you really get the the sense that, Obviously, at first, they start off kind of antagonistic with one another, but you, you definitely sense that, that they're kind of like kindred spirits as well. I, I do love that you said that. I and mean, I wish everyone had that kind of mentality going into an adaptation of something where it mm -hmm. doesn't have to be exactly what preceded it before. And mm -hmm. you know what? I think, uh, I think one of the things that you kind of touch upon there is that we need to protect Pedro Pascal at any cost. 
he's amazing. <laughs> he's a daddy for sure. Protect him. <laughs> Anthony, what about yourself? What did you think about their performances in terms of in comparison or, or did that upset you? Well, if I were to close my eyes, they sound like the characters. Like it just felt like, okay, these two are, you know, Joel and Ellie. Their, their chemistry, like in the game, is very similar to, or like the game, is very similar. They might not look like the characters that we envision from the game. Joel might not be gruffy and, and or sorry, gruffy, scruffy, and have like the same <laughs> gruffy and scruffy like look, but it's Joel. And same with Ellie. She doesn't look like Ellie, but when you close your eyes and you you hear her voice and you hear the man and, and you know the mannerisms, and you once you go through the series, you will at the end of it, it is those are the two characters and they create their own versions of these, these, these two, you know, video game icons. So, you know, for all those who don't, who are going to have probably are, Oh, that's not Joel. That's not, you know what, what do you, you don't watch the show because it's never, you're never going to be, you're never going to be happy. Like if that's the biggest thing and the craziness is they're so it's Neil, I guess Neil being there, it is so honest to the game from beginning to end. Like it's so honest. There are scenes where I, you're going to say, you know, that's that scene from that part in that game. And it's going to be right on the nose and you know, you're going to enjoy it. And their performances are spectacular. Brad. I was just going to add, you know, uh, what, what part of what I like about, you know, getting fresh blood in there and, and we get to see new takes on these performances, you know, because every actor brings something different to the table um, and, and that kind of shapes their interpretation. Like, you know, speaking when I did my interview, not to keep, you know, self-promoting, um, but I no, spoke please, to, take it away. Uh, you know, Gabriel Luna, who plays Tommy, Joel's brother. And he totally unprovoked, like I just asked him, you know, because he was a fan of the games actually before, you know, he, they even gave him PS5 so he could replay them. And he, um, so he was a fan of them, but, you know, uh, so I kind of asked him about that and he was just saying for him, you know, he was someone who really, Tommy really resonates with him because, you know, he, that he kind of had a similar relationship with his brother and his, uh, he kind of had to be like an older brother, surrogate father type to his family because his dad passed away at a very young age and it was just kind of him helping out his mom so he really related to tommy as a character and i feel like that's a very interesting and that's something different than maybe jeffrey pierce who played him in the game would bring because he obviously has different life experiences so i feel like stuff like that is just because that's something i never even thought of like when he's talking about how you know joel is in a way kind of like taking on like a fatherly relationship with tommy being the younger brother and all that like i that's something I never really thought of, but you know, when he kind of articulated that way and he's bringing his own background, his own experiences, his life story into that performance. I'm like, yeah, that that's really cool. And you even feel that at the beginning in the early scenes where you get to see more of him with Joel before, you know, everything goes to hell. They, him and uh, Sarah are kind of making fun of Joel because he's old uh, with his birthday and everything. And uh, again, that's just stuff that obviously he's drawing from his, his brotherly experiences and you kind of feel that. And, and and that's what I love so much of what you can do in this medium, right? Because, you know, mm-hmm. it shows, yeah, I know the this, this show is very expensive to make. It's true. But, like, when you have a video games that take, you know, five and six and seven years to, you know, to be, re- be released, there's so much 
the store room for telling these stories and i really hope that you know i don't not that i want them to walking dead this series where it's like let's have a bunch of spinoffs but i think you can over the next few seasons however you want start exploring these other factions exploring the seraphites from the from you know the part two or exploring the wolves or like there's so many different roads within this world that you could start telling stories in and you don't necessarily have to stay in joel and ellie the whole time you can move away from them for a little bit and come back so when you see these worlds kind of collide eventually you're familiar with all of their stories right shay you know i i, I want to quickly touch on on sarah here for a minute too because obviously you know while she may not be in the game and the show for a long period of time you know, Nico Parker kind of coming in, who I haven't really seen since Dumbo, I would say. So to me, still a little child, still kind of looks like her mom. She's grown up. And and not only that, but she does such a great job. You know, you, we, when you look at Hannah Hayes, who who played the character in the first one, you know, had a very nice Southern accent, really kind of like, you know, I'm the, I'm, I'm daddy's girl. And then now you have Nico Parker here. <laughs> Are you sure you didn't voice her in the, in the game? I don't, listen, I don't want to take full credit, but that, that was okay, actually wanna- me. I just want to make sure <laughs> I sell drugs, hardcore drugs, <laughs> hardcore drugs. Uh, but you know, Nico Parker came in and absolutely killed it. I mean, she's so good and we get to spend more time with her. We actually get to go see her repair this watch, this whole sequence that really just in the game, that's how it starts for us. And of course the events that take place during her, her, her time on the show, it's just phenomenal. I think she brought so much humanity to that character and really made me love Sarah even more. Like this, just knowing how much more was involved with her character. I just, it really hit me. Yeah. I, I think Sarah getting to see more of Sarah was fantastic. Um, getting to see more Tommy. Tommy's one of my favorite characters in the last of us. So uh, I'm really excited to see more of him over the series and in future seasons to come, because there's, again, there's so much story to tell there and they're having an amazing opportunity to tell it i want to pose a question to the group as we get kind of closer to our final recommendations for the show you know for the last couple years anthony i know you're the one who's you know i think kind of coined this phrase on their show where you know move video games are very much the succession of what movies are right especially what we're seeing now with performance capture you could watch the last of us you know a playthrough of it all the cutscenes. that is cinematic that is beautiful that is a movie there that's like seven eight hours long and now we're kind of bringing it back to the live action when you're going into the show and it's the same way we look at like live action remakes of animated films what are you looking for are you looking for something that's true to the source or something new it's a good question daniel it's it is you don't want something so true to the source because what's the difference right like why would i want to watch the series but this series it's so adapted so well it the actors the people who are part of it it embraces it in a different way where they really took their their time with making this series like even though this is something i played about 10 times in the past five years we'll say because i was i was really late to the last of us I love the series and I think it joins the video game and it, and it accompanies this world that they created. There are new things that I am super excited about to just learn from the series that our audience will learn, especially if you're a fan of, of the last of us. 
And there are things that are going to be open for a whole bunch of new newcomers, which is essentially what we want. We want more people to embrace this world, to embrace the last of us and enjoy and, and cry and feel the story that we felt playing the game, which they'll never do because they'll never own a console. There are people who, they don't play video games. There are people my age, they just don't play video games, but they'll probably watch yeah. this. There are, it's true. There are just like, you know, Game of Thrones in which a whole world of people were just brought into this fantasy world, which you would never have expected. Never. Like I, I was talking to people like you, you watch Game of Thrones. Yeah, I do. And she has like her Chanel purse and like, it's just, it doesn't make sense. Like it doesn't comprehend, <laughs> you know, like it just, these are people who would never watch this, but this world that they're going to be, we're going to kind of dive into in the next couple of months, there's going to bring a new audience and they're going to, they're going to love it. And, I don't want it to be so new that it washed everything away that we we've experienced because then it would just be like, what the hell? Like, where does this fit in? But it's yeah. fresh. Are these, these aren't the characters that I know. Yeah, it's fresh. Right. It's it. They add new things. There are great. There are really great stories that I love more in this series than I did in the game. And yeah, I can't wait to see what you know the second season brings. Excellent. How about for uh, for Brad and, and um, Shay? I want both of your opinions as well, Brad. I'm going to get you to start us off, then I'll go to Shay. Yeah, uh, I think it depends. Uh, for me, you know, uh, again, going into this, I, I didn't necessarily think that I wanted a more straight adaptation, but, you know, being won over, I think, again, the key reason for that is just if you're going to do a straight adaptation like this, for the most part, it's a straight adaptation, right? Uh, you need the original creators. I think that's, that's what will get me on board. Like, I don't want to see something that it I, I wouldn't want to see this uh if neil wasn't involved really like i, I wouldn't have even bothered i don't think to be honest and it, it would not have been what it is without him and, and naughty dog being you know obviously so involved with it um but at the same time you know I, I really do like when there are things like arcane or cyberpunk edge runners which kind of flesh out the world in really cool ways where you know you don't have to have played the original game. You don't know to need to know anything about it. If anything, it enhances your appreciation for that world and that universe. Um, but yeah, I, I like that we're getting two types of uh, adaptations like that. Like not everything, it's, it's not a like a box that everything needs to fit into. You can get all different kinds of uh, adaptations. And, and then it gets me excited for, you know, you even briefly brought up like the, the God of War thing that Amazon is doing, you know, after seeing the foundation that was set by this show, like, what are they going to take inspiration from and on a more like philosophical idea of ad adapting something, right? Like the sort of inspiration they'll take from that, you know, how, will, how involved will Sony Santa Monica be? And then, so that kind of thing is, I think it's gets me really excited. Definitely. And Shabazz, how about yourself? Really quickly though, I do want to, I do want to plug Brad's God of War article that he wrote uh, about oh. Christopher Judge and, and dealing <laughs> oh, with thank you. His, you know, his own father because that was a beautiful piece. It moved me to tears and I absolutely loved it. Why don't I sound oh, like Trump so there? Like, you beautiful piece, moved me to tears. <laughs> move, move, beautiful, uh, absolutely most, fantastic. Most beautiful, the best article I've ever read. Uh, <laughs> Listen, I've written better articles. Brad enough in this, in this review, by the way. We've given Brad enough spotlight. Yeah, we'll He's remove never everything the from the again. comments. That's fine. <laughs> uh, thank you so much. No, I appreciate it. <laughs> um, but you know, it, it, it's 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 an interesting question you, you pose, it, Daniel, because th there's so many times I think people kind of want to go in and they want a Gus Van Sant Psycho remake, and then when they finally get it, they're like, "Oh my god, I was absolutely wrong! What the hell did they do? They ruined it!" And 
I think I like what they've done here with The Last of Us, where they've they've stayed on the same path, but they've given us different routes that they were allowed to take. We're allowed to express different areas and kind of get out of feeling everything. And even if you look back at, you know, was it two years ago now? My 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 mind is messed up with the pandemic here. But when we got the Mortal Kombat movie, not a perfect film, but I do love that they stayed true to some of these characters, gave us a lot from this movie and gave us a lot from the games while still trying to do their own thing. Not everything worked, but in here, in this scenario, I think it did because we got what we wanted we got what was familiar but then we got a little bit more so do i want uh, shot for shot or anything no i definitely don't but to brad's point as long as the creators as long as the people that designed and, and made what it is are involved then how can i be upset you know in a few months we're going to be seeing the super mario bros movie coming out and again that seems like it's going to be going on its own path as well because the the creators are involved with it we're not going to be getting what we got uh, in the past, which we don't think we really and, talk you know, about anymore. Uh, am I cutting out? Is my, is my mic cutting out? Well, I can't uh, tell. I think you're losing. We're losing you, Shay. We're losing you. <laughs> so, you know, I, I I want the adaptation, but I want it to be sincere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, Shay, you mentioned the paths, right? This show and The Last of Us video game series, they are on a path together. They are side by side. They may take different routes, but ultimately, we're getting to the same destination. And we're going to see that throughout the series. We're going to see it throughout the seasons to come. That, yeah, we're, we're heading to the same place, but how we get there is going to be a little bit different. And that's okay, because this show is its own thing. This is not replacing the games. If you prefer the games, the games will always be there. If uh-huh. you prefer the show, the show is always here too. So, like, you have options. This is just creating an awareness of what The Last of Us is to make it a popular brand like we look at superhero films. Brad mentioned, you know, we've how many people have played Batman? How many people have played Superman and, and Spider-Man? This is just really introducing the world to the stories that we're experiencing on the video game side, and it's bringing it to an audience that, you know, like we've said a bunch of times in this review, not everyone is going to have a PS5. Not everyone's going to have a PS4 to experience these games, or PS3, because The Last of Us has now been on all of them. Um, it's not going to be a series that a lot of people are going to experience that way. So let's give them what matters most from that game is these characters, the story and give it to them in a the medium. Then they could just sit back, relax every Sunday night and have an appointment viewing show. And this is what the last of us is. And it's appointment viewing show uh, that you could just kind of get lost in for an hour an hour plus whatever each episode is. Right. So they're, they're on the path together. Let's get to our final recommendations. Now, of course, if you're new to the movie podcast, uh, we like to give, uh, we don't give a numbered score here. We'll either say, you know, watch it, skip it, add it to the queue, real gem if it is an absolute incredible, incredible pinnacle of what we love here. Um, But yeah, we don't like to give numbers to our stuff. Will that change one day? Probably not. But let's get things going off. Anthony, I'm going to get you to start us off with your final recommendation for The Last of Us HBO series. It's a definite watch it. You know, put it on Crave, put it on HBO Max this Sunday, enjoy it, embrace it, and then watch the second episode the next week, and the third, and the fourth, and the fifth, and the sixth, and the seventh, and the eighth, and the ninth. Is there how many episodes? I'm going, I might be going over episodes. Um, nine episodes. Nine, nine, nine episodes. episodes you're good. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think, I think this is going to be a, a fan. Fans will love it, and new people will love it. Um, and yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be cool. There's going to be a lot of talk about it. Uh, I'm curious to see what fans don't like about it, uh, especially once you get into the, the later episodes, but it's a superb, superb adaptation. Sure to keep like everyone happy. I love that. 
Shabazz, how about yourself? I'm right there with Anthony. I, I, this is definite watch it. Like you, there's so much here that, that they've nailed right. And there's so much here that is just going to absolutely surprise you. What I, I think a lot of gamers will probably be happy about is they're able to now show The Last of Us, show something they love to people that didn't have the game, to people that didn't have access to the game. Like my mom, I'm never going to have her pick up a controller because I don't want to waste my time. Make her play on grounded, man. Make her play on grounded, permadeath mode only. Permadeath, Obviously, yeah. Yeah, No, and like just to see how she feels about it is going to be very interesting. And then maybe one day I'll have her watch me play the game or something. But I mean, for now, to introduce this to more people is going to be the most interesting part of this and it's the smartest move that you know playstation has done in a very long time i love it brad i'm going to save you for last so hope so i get you get a little bit more time to think on your thoughts here but you know you know the last of us on hbo this is faithful um to the game this is an ap- adaptation but it's also an expansion on what makes the game so special pedro and bella are fantastic in their roles and just like when i was falling in love with the game I am now falling in love with them, and it and it's amazing. They are they are everyone. They are Joel and Ellie to me, just as much as Ashley Johnson and Troy Baker are. And I think that's what's really special. And I think if it keeps going the way it's going, we're really in for an incredible journey over the next nine episodes. Brad, take it home. Uh, I agree with everything you guys said. Absolutely, definitely watch it. Um, I'll just add. Try to go in not knowing anything about the game. Uh, I would say if you're a newcomer. Um, there's a lot of twists and turns and nice surprises. Uh, one thing I think it does very well, and obviously I won't spoil it, is it does play with kind of zombie conventions in interesting ways. Like something sometimes where you might think something might go a certain way or a character might do a certain thing because that's the quote-unquote like cliched thing to do or that's what this character might have done in something else. That's not always the case here, um, especially with towards the later uh, the end of this the story. That uh, it's very interesting to see how people react to certain things, especially because obviously a lot of newcomers, they're probably their biggest point of reference is like The Walking Dead. And what I like about this is it's very different from The Walking Dead, where I feel like, and I, I have a lot of fondness for that show, but I do feel think it went on too long and kind of meandered a lot of the time. But I feel like this is oh, the yeah. complete opposite, where it's very even though some of the episodes get pretty long, it's very lean and focused where it's about two characters. I mean, there's other characters and you kind of get their perspective a little bit, but it's fundamentally about these two characters and it feels focused and it feels tight because of it. Um, and, and that makes it feel different. So then the walking dead or any other kind of zombie story. So yeah, definitely go into it. I, I think try not to, to have any prior knowledge and just go in and enjoy it and you'll, you'll love it. I love it. Brad, thank you so much again for joining us on the movie podcast today. Where can our audience find you on socials, in real life? What's your blood type? Let us know all the details, please. <laughs> uh, I am O negative, actually. Uh, I donate all the oh, time. Okay. Uh, and they're always short on donations. So yeah, if you're if you're always, uh, if you're eligible, please uh, consider it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm uh, on uh, Twitter at Brad Shankar, B-R-A-D-S-H-A-N-K-R. Same thing on Instagram. Uh, I'm on mobile syrup again, mobilesyrup.com, uh, publish content every day. Uh, and yeah, thanks again so much guys for having me. This is, this has been a blast. Always a pleasure to see you guys. Oh, of course. You guys kill it. You know, you gave me shout outs. So I, I gotta give you again, like I even, <laughs> I said to you guys privately, but when I did that last of us junket, I legit went back and listened to episodes you guys have done. Cause you guys have spoken to so many famous people. It's, it's actually it, like, it's legit inspiring. So Always happy for you guys, the sex you've had. And it, again, it's, it's, it's helped me out too. So kudos to you, you and thank you for having me on. 
Thank you. Kind. That means uh, that means a lot to us. So uh, again, we're we're honored to have you. So hopefully, we'll be able to have you back again. Um, I do also want to shout out our friends at Crave Canada who sent us the episodes to watch. So thank you to our friends at Crave for making this happen for us. Of course, if you want to watch The Last of Us, you definitely should catch it on Crave Canada starting January fifteenth at nine p.m. This is appointment viewing. You don't want to miss it. Uh, make sure you tune in for that. And of course, if you want to watch all of the incredible stuff that we're doing on the movie podcast, you could listen to us on all podcast feeds on YouTube. Uh, the moviepodcast.ca is another great spot to go. Uh, but of course, at the movie podcast on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Letterboxd is the place to go to find out everything that we have going on. We have some great interviews coming up for the rest of the month as well, too, as well as some interviews. Uh, next month, we are or at, towards the end of this month, we are going to be at Sundance as well, too. So look forward to all of our coverage from that. There is so much going on here. So thank you for joining us on the show. We want to start the year off as big as possible. And uh, I think we're starting off in a really great way. So thank you again to Bradford for your time today. Thank you to Shay, to Anthony. I want to thank myself as well, too, because uh, we'd like to have fun here. And that's what we do here on the movie podcast. So please uh, follow us on our socials. That's the best place to go. And if you're on TikTok, I know you're on TikTok. Go see what we have going on there. We have some really fun videos, too. So you want to tune in for all of that and more. That was this time with the movie podcast. And we'll see you next. <laughs>